Another day in paradise. If the attitude is in accord with things, sun shining, spring flowers everywhere, the air still and clear, all the signs of life in paradise, time on retreat, living with wholesome people, what could be more perfect? But it all depends on attitude, doesn't it? If the mind is swept up with fear and desire, regret, nostalgia, longing, fearing, hoping, then irrespective of the surroundings, the mind is in a miserable state. It's a hell realm. The mind creates its own environments in this way. Whether it's paradise, or whether it's hell, or somewhere in between, it all depends upon the attitude. This is the hinge of everything. The more that the mind can know its biases, the agati, biased towards aversion, towards conceit, towards desire, towards fear, knowing those biases, those tendencies, they can be let go of, they can be not given such weight, such strength. The heart can appreciate what is here, what is present, the paradise that is the here and now. Attuning the heart to the present is always a challenge. The conditioning of the senses, what they're habituated to, the mind's preferences, fears, hopes, continually has its effect. So we take this opportunity to recognize those effects and to let go over and over and over, to surrender. Open the heart to the present, this reality, here and now. Not dwelling upon the past, prospects of the future, not creating ideas, attitudes based on self-view, conceit, here in the present. This is what the Buddha called the ideal solitude, the perfect abiding of the here and now, the Pachupana Dhamma. Not to dwell on the past, not to dwell in the imagined future, not create ideas, attitudes of self here in the present. What's left? without carrying forward the past, without creating a future, 
a plan, a hope, an anxiety? What's here? When the heart is open to the present reality, there's a great simplicity, a peacefulness. Even as the minutes tick by, even as the words flow or the body walks along across the surface of the earth, the heart is absolutely present, awake to this, not going anywhere even as the body moves not doing anything, even as the mouth is speaking. A quality of presence, attunement to the timeless Dhamma, the Akaliko Dhamma, the Pachupana Dhamma. This is where the great peace is, this moment, this present reality. And this is a challenge, because the pull of becoming, of the next thing, of me going somewhere, me doing something, is so strong. That conditioning is powerful. It's a mighty current. But it can't be the whole story. The present reality is always here, it never slips away. The Akalik Dhamma, the timeless reality, is absolutely here, absolutely present. It can't go anywhere else. It's totally reliable. So, as soon as the becoming is let go of, what's here? The reality of this present moment. Every time, the Dhamma is always here to come back to. How could it go anywhere else? As the days go by, now it's the 27th of March, due to finish our community retreat time on the 31st, so just three or four more days. And the mind can take that kind of perception, start to dwell upon the imagined future of what my role is in the community as a monk, a nun, layperson, one of the retreat helpers having to travel on, move to different places, things to do, tickets to book. Bits and pieces to arrange, lists to make. Notice that current of becoming. Things that create the characteristics of the, that imagined future. It's not here. In the moment, it's a potentiality, but the stillness, the spaciousness, the perfect peace of this present reality is unobstructed, unburdened, unstressed by all the possibilities of the future. All the responsibilities, things with your name on, they're not here yet. In this moment, what's present? We keep remembering this, recollecting this, even as the days tick by, 
our feet walk along. The body moves, the earth turns. But all the time, there is the great peace of this present reality, the Pachupana Dhamma. It can't be interrupted or burdened, limited by the patterns of the passing minutes. The list of things to do. The collection of jobs with our names on. People to speak to, places to go, things to do. How could they intrude? Genuinely, completely, really, into this present reality. In simple terms, just as we walk along, walk one step at a time. The body walks, going somewhere. You need to go to the sala or the kitchen or the office or your room or kuti. Yes, but... In this moment, we are absolutely here, not going anywhere. That which knows movement isn't moving. That which knows the passing of time is timeless. Invariably, unshakably so. Eating our food... Just eat one mouthful at a time. Notice that habit of moving on to the next thing as you're chewing one mouthful, how the eye scans the bowl or the plate, sizing up the next mouthful, or filling the spoon or the fork with the, the next mouthful, getting it ready. Just put the utensil down, put one mouthful of food into consciousness at a time. Put the food in your mouth, put down the utensil, eat the food that's in your mouth. Wow, what a concept. Don't be preparing the next one. Just be with this mouthful of food. As you chew it, swallow it, finish it, then the next one. These simple, practical ways of tuning into the flow of becoming, noticing it. Feeling it. Freeing the heart from that. And then when that freeing occurs, when there is that disentangling, notice that. It's not just the task of letting go. The point of letting go isn't just the action of letting go, it's the quality of what remains after the letting go has happened. That's really the point. What's the nature of the heart when the grasping has stopped? Feel that. Know that. Don't just get on to the next thing that needs to be let go of. The next thing to catch the attention. But when the grasping has stopped, you've let go of an opinion, a worry, a plan, a memory, an action. Feel the space that is present the natural ease, spaciousness, peacefulness. This is the nature of the jitta, the heart free of grasping. This is what it's like. 
really let that be known. Take that to heart. Let that be what informs our practice. Here is the peace of the heart free of grasping. Bhavani rodo nibbanang. The cessation of grasping is nibbana. The end of becoming is nibbana. If we get busy with the practice of letting go, then we don't even really notice the result of it. We just keep doing the letting go thing and make ourselves busy with letting go, even though that sounds like a, an oxymoron, crazy thing. We can do that. Instead, when the letting go has happened, notice, here is the heart free of grasping. It feels exactly like this. Pure, spacious, simple, rich, natural, easeful. Every time, whenever the grasping stops, this is the nature of the heart, the mind. Every time. Let that be noticed. Let that be fully conscious. Let that inform. Guide the process of the practice. Rather than the thinking mind saying, I should do this, I'm supposed to do this, I'm a nun, I'm a monk, I'm an anagarika, anagarika. Lay practitioner, I should. The Ajahn said, I must. The teachings say, I ought to. We don't need to be guided by the voices of authority or outside advisors. Be guided by your own heart, your own experience. This is what it's like, free of grasping and entanglement. Let this be the guide, the encouragement. Let it speak for itself. Then the source of energy, motivation in the practice is coming from your own heart, your own love of the good, your own love of peacefulness and ease. It's not coming from obeying an authority or a system or a form, a practice. It's right from the heart of your own being. Peace is so delightful. Yes. Therefore, let the causes for peace be actualized, embodied. Not being on the way to the next thing. Not the next mouthful, the next step, the next word, the next sitting. Just surrendering to this reality, this exact moment. Here it is. This which knows this moment. Here it is. 
The Dhamma is a kalika, it's timeless, it's not just over there. It's absolutely present, here and now. So when the heart lets go of an imagined future, of that over there that I'm on my way to, then it can attune to this. We miss the Dhamma of the present reality because we're so busy chasing after something that is imagined over there, the next thing. When that idea or prospect, that compulsion of the next thing is let go of, then the heart can attune to what's always been present, its own reality. The heart, the jitta, is dhamma, it's not a person, it's not somewhere else. Absolutely present, invariably, reliably, always here, always available. How could it not be?